find your spot, put it in park, here we go. What's going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush. What's going on, everybody? Episode 16. Glad to be back. Back in the studio. Sorry, I had a quick little biz trip last week. Couldn't record, but uh, here we are at the studio, and uh, we got Jimbo here as well. Howdy ho. (laughs) Classic Jimbo. Jimbo's kind of uh, a little beat up today, huh, Jim? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> uh, regardless of how his weekend's been going so far, the uh, the Blackjacks have been eliminated from playoff contention. So uh, R.I.P. Atlantic City Blackjacks for the year, just for the year, just for the year, just for the year. Yeah. They're you know expansion team. It's tough to make the playoffs. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. I mean, it's tough. It's tough when you're a first year team. You're not expected to do much, but I feel like in the Arena Football League, you know, with lesser teams, your chances of making the playoffs are, are are they a little higher, Jim? Just right off the bat, just because of that. Um. Well, with only six teams in the league, um, we kind of expected to make the playoffs, but uh, you know, like you said, first year. How do you? Let's it's put a it weird this playoff way. system, it though, is. right? It's a weird playoff system. It's not the typical like conferences, divisions. It's Correct. Based on record. Yep. It's just uh, there's just one conference. Four teams make it, um, and then you actually play two playoff games. It's a home and home, and then uh, the Arena Bowl after that. So it's definitely weird. Uh, we'll be expanding the league. They announced um, on. What is it? August August 11th. They're going to be announcing, I think, two to four new teams. So next year we'll be looking at eight to ten teams, and maybe we'll see, you know, two separate conferences next year. But it was a good year. Had a lot of fun. We still got one more game, so hopefully the fans come out and support. But, yeah, definitely sucks how, we won't be. The last game we were at was packed. Yeah, it was. that was, what, 7,000-plus fans? Yeah, over 7,000, yeah. All right, so let's put it this way. How many teams don't make the playoffs with six teams in the league? Two. That's, yeah, that's... It's, it's, a, it's a kick in the balls. Team. They're it's, a brand new team. It's a kick in the balls, though. The two, the two new expansion teams this year to make the playoffs, us and Columbus. So That's, that's right. expected. That's expected. Okay, that's fine then. Who had the better record between uh, Well, Columbus only had one win, and it was against us, and we have four currently, so we have more wins. All right, so we're on paper the better team. We just missed the playoffs by a couple games. Exactly. We'll be back next year. All right, yeah, we're in good shape. We're fine. So that kind of wraps up the Atlantic City, Atlantic City Blackjacks. Atlantic season. City. Atlantic City. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Uh, that wraps up the AC Blackjacks season. Uh, are we going to the last game? I think we're going to the last game. Gotta. Gotta come out and support. Who's right? that against? Baltimore. Yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. I think we may have some Bud, Lo- Bud Light Zone party pack tickets for us at Will Call. Mm. Per usual. (laughs) All right, everybody. So before we get into the big sports topics of the week, I want to let you guys know about No Brainer Wagers. They're a sports betting handicapping service that has provided us with tons of cash throughout the last couple months that we've been clients of them and partners as well. It's a group of four guys with backgrounds in data analytics, finance, and computer science, and they have compiled an algorithm that has produced results over 10 years and they have compiled an algorithm based on 10 years of statistics from sports that has provided results that are astronomically through the roof. Through the last like year and a half or so, Deves, I'm pretty sure they had like a record that was no losing months for like the last year and no, a half or something. Since January, no. Yeah, since, yeah, since January, no losing months. So um, basically all you have to do is reach out to them. Shout out to Chase Vina, one of our biggest listeners. He bought a monthly package from No Brainer Wagers. And he's most likely thriving off of it because we all are. So uh, basically all I have to do is go over to Instagram, search no brainer wagers, all one word, send him a direct message and tell him, you you know, you're referred by free parking and you'll get a 15% discount. So, um, I mean, it's that easy and you know, you don't have to shell out a lot of money because they're very affordable and uh, you just immediately start making money. The U.S. Women's National Soccer yes. Team. Yes. Huge World Cup victory. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, round of applause. Round yep, of applause. Hats, very good off. Yep. Hats off to the Women's National Team for uh, catching that dub at the World Cup. Um, what does there it was, mean? There was never a doubt, oh. other than the game against England, never a doubt that they were going to uh, mm-hmm. lose a game. The game against England, there was a penalty kick, and our goalie saved it. And at that moment, you knew... 
U.S. was going home with a chip. Are they almost comparable to like the dream teams of U.S. Uh, U.S. men's basketball? Hmm. I th- think here it is. They're better, and here's why. Wow. There. Here's why this women's national team is better than the dream team that the United States had in basketball. There's been eight women's World Cups. United States has won four of them. That's crazy. They won fifty percent. Yeah. Of all biggest. That's a soccer. lot, dude. That's a to say they're better than the. I mean, you can call it two different dream teams. Like the one t- dream team being like Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, like the old school dream team, and then obviously the current dream team or like of ten years ago with like LeBron, D Wade. Yes. I Kobe. mean Kobe. Yeah, like that. Oh dream God. Team. You, yeah. Yeah. You're saying that this women's Gross. national team is better than them. And I and I am just for the fact of statistics. That yeah, they've won fifty percent of the biggest possible soccer championship. Oh, come on, in the you world. don't think the U.S. women, U.S. men's basketball team has won U.S. men's basketball team Olympics, dude? They're they gotta be at one hundred percent. They have to be at one hundred percent. What year have we lost basketball? That's true. Ever? That's true. And to who? <laughs> Spain. Spain ah. and. Spain, because they have the Gasol brothers. Uh, they had them. Um, who else is pretty good in basketball? China's pretty good at basketball, because they had, they had Yao Ming. Yao Ming. <laughs> Ming Yao. Doing these days? Uh, dude, I saw a video the other day on Instagram, and it was a video of, of Shaq and Yao Ming's highlights against each other. <laughs> Yao Ming's, dude, oh Yao Ming's first game against um, Shaq, he shut him down, dude. It was like... I never realized how good Yao Ming really was. How many years did he play for? I don't know that fact. I don't know that statistic. Did he go but, back um, to like China and ball there, or is he just like? He may have. I think he was done. He just got. Banged I think up he was done. Just, yeah, he was just abnormally, abnormally large. large. Yeah, yeah, and he just was done. So the U.S. men's basketball team has lost one gold medal in the past. I don't know twenty plus years. Uh, what year did they not? Get a gold or silver medal. You're asking who, us. Yeah, who won? Who won the year? Give us the like the even or odd year. Is it like what? 2004 in Athens, okay. they lost. 2004. Really? Hmm. Wow. Which is like right before Bron came up, yeah. like his first couple years. As Jordan was fading out. As Jordan was fading out. Right. Kobe was in dominance. Um, wow. To Who'd listen, they lose Athens. To? The team uh, resides in South America. Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, absolutely. Argentina, Spain, China, they're like the biggest opponents. Argentina, I can't remember who they have. They have a couple names. Not Ricky Rubio. No, no, he's Spanish, I think, yeah. I want to I want to find out who's on that I mean, team. 04. Who beat Kobe Bryant? That's what I want to know. Dude, <laughs> like, and they lost. They lost in the finals to Italy. It was Argentina, Argentina versus Italy in the finals for the 2004 men's basketball Olympic Italy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, dude, after the United States is out, I feel like it's a toss up. Yeah. True. It's just literally anyone can win yeah. after the True. U.S. is out. True. So, so, but besides that, I mean, they didn't lose uh, until 1988 against uh, the USSR. Mm. Back Illusion. in the day, yeah. United States lost to the Soviet Union. Yeah. Oh my God, Great. dude! What a what a nightmare that was probably for the for the states. Yeah. All right, so Bad timing. So anyway, I'm sticking to my guns. I am, and and all right. Here's two things. I'm sticking to my guns that the I, women's national team is better than the dream teams of yes, USA basketball. Yes, okay. yes, because there's way more, in my opinion, in soccer, way more components that have to come together. You're like, there's a goalie that has to be good. If your goalie's not good, you're going to lose sports. Like, I mean, I don't know, whatever. But here's my other thing. And, and this is the first time I've ever really brought this up in, in our podcast, but this this is really what bothers me is that the fact of what they did in their championship parade, the fact that they used that platform to you know bring politics into stuff, that bothered me. It did. It, it bothered me. So it sounds like we're getting into it. We're already in it. It sounds like we're in it. We're already in it. We're bringing up the discussion of women. I mean, this is probably the deepest free parking pods ever yeah, gotten. Yeah, for real. The discussion of women in sports. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I work for uh, you know a, a, a corporation who you know works for the LPGA. Yeah, produces right. women's sporting events. Yes. And I will go by my stance that. Um, True. We have a both sides of the story here, since you work for you know. An organization that works for the LPGA. I am LPGA, so. all for. I mean, I went. I've been to a U.S. Women's National game. Uh, last time they won the World Cup, uh, I went to the uh, 
their celebration tour. They beat they whooped up on Costa Rica like eight nothing. I've obviously been to several LPGA tour events. Um, the one platform that I think is BS is this scale of the World Cup and the women's national team not getting paid the same amount as the men or even equivalent to the men um, in the World Cup. I think that other sports beyond that, the WNBA, the LPGA, um, other sports, um, they just don't have, you know, uh, women's hockey, they just don't have the ad revenue, mm. the sponsor mm-hmm. revenue to, mm-hmm. to pay them as much, which okay. is just, it's due to watches, it's due to, you know, viewers watching. It's just, it's just simple, I don't know, m- marketing, um, you know, analytics, like they don't have as many people watching their right. sport, so you can't pay as much, right. you know, to sponsor them. And that's that's the really the dollars that trickle down to the right. players. That's just where, a fact. Where the NFL is and the NBA are, you know, the two leaders in professional sports. And they have brands like Nike and, and all these different other brands, like yeah. putting in millions and millions and millions of dollars per year to pay to be, you know, the logo on the jersey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, um, you know, all the other women's sports um, are, are getting there. They're getting there. and But the, the one thing they need is is people's support. And I think the one team that gets supported the most is obviously the women's national team. Easily. And for them to not get, you know, Equivalent or proportionate pay to the men for winning or placing at a World Cup is ridiculous because I feel like over the past, like you said, four out of eight World Cups, the women have won. I, I feel like we've gotten behind that team so much more. Do you think that we watched the the men's team play in what were they playing in Copa America? What what was the the Concacaf the Concacaf Concacaf yeah. Cup? Like, do you think we, no, no we no we didn't. And uh, that's one thing where I think you know us as viewers need to to get behind, and uh, which we're doing with this women's national team, and we got to do with the rest of these sports because they're phenomenal athletes, and they deserve a lot more than what they're getting right now. So, quick change of pace, real quick. Um, I am full of opposing opinions tonight. I just I, I like I just want to argue, and here's my call. Even though the United States women's national team won the World Cup. And the United States men's national team has, you know, consistently been not very good for the last ever, for right. pretty much forever. I still believe, and I've got multiple people backing me on this, that the men's team could easily beat the women's soccer team. You easily. can't compare that, dude. It's apples and oranges. Uh, it's apples and oranges. Well, if it's apples and oranges, then why are you trying to say they deserve the same pay? It's apples and oranges because when you put them on the same playing field, they don't deserve. Like they, they I don't know if they could contest. If they're on the you same think the playing men's field, national team could beat the women's national team. Absolutely, but if you're, you just said if you I would think, like to see that. I would like to see that for sure. I think it'd be closer than sounds like you think. I, dude, it's it's a totally it's a totally different game, and that is why I don't think. Now I'm not saying women shouldn't be paid the same as men in sports, but. The women's team coming out and saying they should be paid equal equal to more than the men's team, I don't think is really you know reliable because in my opinion, men's soccer is one more difficult, quicker, and I just I genuinely believe that women's soccer, I mean as as popular as it has been in the United States, men's soccer will always be more money, just like you mentioned with all the other sports. I don't think it goes back to play on the field. I, I really don't. Like, I, I think it all goes back to like the ad dollars and viewers of, of each individual sport. Like, and I think, to your point, that the men's game probably gets more watches worldwide. And I think that because the Women's World Cup was on, and because it was a bigger tournament than the CONCACAF, that the men's got equal to, if not more, views than the Women's World Cup. I don't know that's that to be spe- to no be way. true. No way. I I would no not way. be surprised. No way. I would not be surprised. No way. Because the women's world, like to the average soccer fan like myself, like we would watch women's World Cup games. I would not. Maybe I'd bet on, but I would not turn yeah. on the men's soccer games whatsoever. Because you're not a soccer guy. My, right. I, I grew think, up. I grew up a soccer guy. Right. So if you but if you call all soccer people watching both games, they're they're you know. View is then null. It nets out a zero. They didn't watch one or the other. They watched both, probably, if you're a soccer fan. Yes. And to the non-soccer fan, you probably watch the Women's World Cup. 
So if you watch the Women's World Cup, that means they had probably more views than the men's World, than the men's CONCACAF Cup. Okay. You get, what, you get what I'm saying there? I, I get what you're saying, yeah. I heard the other day that the, the men, if they lose, if they don't place in the World Cup, they, they still make money. If the women don't place in the World Cup, they make nothing. I don't know. There's just there's, there's so many stats out there. I, I think it all trickles back down to ad revenue and people watching, and we need to start viewing and supporting these women's sports more. Um, I, I see that the, you know they're phenomenal athletes, sometimes better than the men. It just kind of all trickles down to like you know who's watching. I mean, you can't you know a little league baseball team compared to the Phillies. As far as like how many people are watching, there's 35 in the crowd for a little league baseball game. There's you know 35,000 in the crowd for a Phillies game. Like you 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 can't say the little league baseball players are going to get paid the same amount as the Phillies. And I'm not saying that you know women's sports is little league compared, but like it, it just all triggers down to how many eyeballs are looking at it and how many dollars a sponsor is looking to to you know front up. Okay, so I mean obviously we need to go closing thoughts on this because I want like you said it's the deepest we've ever thought, but like you just said. The women want the same amount of money as the men do in soccer. But if the eyeballs aren't on it and the money's not there, why – like where is the money going to come from? Like are they – is the women's argument that they need the same same equal amount if not more than the men or is it that they want more eyes on the sport? Because to me it seems like it's the first option that they just want the money but the money's not there. So I just I, – I don't I don't see it. Um, that's just me. I'm gonna lose a couple fans after, over this conversation, but that's that's just how I view it. I mean, let me put it this way. Let me put it in the business world. Let me put it into any any type of you know career position, right? If say uh, a C-suite level executive, okay, that's a woman or a man, okay, is getting paid a different salary because of their sex. That is by far and beyond wrong. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Correct. Yes. They're doing the same job, doing the same thing. But if that company, if that company, if they're a CFO of a small, of a small corporation and they're the CFO of say, you know, Merrill Lynch or the C-suite executive of, you know, Morgan Stanley or I don't know, some other huge corporation. Gotcha. You're going to be getting paid more than the C-suite exec of a small town, you know, company. And not saying women's sports is small town, but like it has less revenue, mm. less profit. Right. So it has to pay its people less. And, and the only way it will get better is if people start spending money and spending their time watching and supporting it. And that's why I fully yes. support women's sports. I fully support, you know, equal pay for women. And that's why we got to grow the game. And that's why I throw views at, you know, I'm, I'm always on Twitter watching women's hockey and, and obviously the LPGA and, and uh, women's professional soccer. So, yeah, it, it definitely needs to happen. It just, it's going to take time. And uh, I think we're on the forefront of it right now. And it's, uh, it's gaining steam quick. I agree with everything you said. Diaz, I agree with everything you said. And I, and I think that, like, realistically, I think you just supported kind of what I was saying this whole time. Yeah, it just it just all comes back to, like, you know, what the company's bringing in. And if you're, exactly. If you're selling, like, if you're selling bracelets online, you're, you're, making, you're making money, but you're not making enough money to, you know, support whatever. Yes. If you're selling laptops and, like, you know, technology and right. software and, like, something bigger like Apple – you're gonna make more money. Like that's just that's just the difference, and that's a very broad examination. But um, like Bush said, this is the deepest we probably ever got got on free parking pod. But I think that was a good, you know, that was our that's our opinion, and I think yeah. it's very like understanding and, and to you know jump out and be like a you know um, just wanting them to get paid more. Like you need to know the, the metrics behind it, and exactly. I think that like we all can support and be behind something that's. It been impactful like the U.S. Women's National Team. Yes, agreed. Totally agree. So another heartfelt story from sports this week comes from the MLB. Um, the uh, Los Angeles Angels honoring uh, Tyler Skaggs, their 27-year-old pitcher who passed away, unfortunately, um, at obviously a very, very young age. Um, and it, the teammates just showed how much they loved him. Mike Trout w- rocked his number during the uh, All-Star game, number 45. And then the entire team rocked it the other night. And, dude, they threw a combined no-hitter 
Trout hit a home run 454 feet, 454, and the guy's number was 45. Did you know that? I did not know yeah, that. He obviously, tried a home run during. I mean, like it was it was a pretty impactful game. His mom threw out the first pitch. Um, beautiful, perfect strike. Um, his boy on the pitching staff uh, a couple a couple days ago, he threw out. Uh, I guess Tyler Skaggs had this. Um, this hanging curveball, this overhand curveball, which is kind of unique because most pitchers, I think, come come from the side a little more. Interesting, and it's like more like a tw- it's called twelve six, like twelve o'clock to six o'clock goes up and down. So instead of a sideways curve, it's a top to down curve. Correct, really? yeah. oh, correct. Okay. Instead of like a forty five, it's right. top to down. Interesting. And uh, I guess Skaggs threw that, and uh, one of his buddies on the pitching staff opened up the game first pitch. And uh, I guess the opposing batter knew, or they kind of maybe talked about a pregame, but uh, his honorary first pitch was this overhand 12-6 curveball. That was a previous game. And then obviously, uh, kind of on Tyler Skaggs' night, um, the whole the whole city, the whole community supported, and they rocked the 45 on the field. Dude. And uh, just, I mean, just gut-wrenching story. Yeah, chills total chills, about man. This is, this is the power of sports, bro. It's it's the power of sports entirely. Um, if you haven't, you know, been blessed to um, – play or be a part of a team in any aspect whether it be work or sports or um anything you know in your extracurricular life um you'll kind of know about this uh and just the brotherhood that these guys have shown um and kind of getting behind each other his family and uh i mean it's storybook stuff this this perfect this uh it really is he will forever live in history in the los angeles angels if not mlb history after that night i mean it's it's so unfortunate that he passed away at such a young age, but to be able to live on in a memory so phenomenal, mom throwing the first pitch. First pitch was in another game was his infamous th- or famous throw. Um, you know they all wore his number. Like all the stars aligned, every single star aligned. I can't believe Trout hit a four hundred fifty four. Is that what it was? Yeah, dude. Yeah. One that's just a bomb to start with. That's just an absolute bomb out of Trout. And, um, you know, he's our hometown guy, so we love that. And then, you know, it's just a great, great feel-good story out of a tragic situation. And, uh, you know, that's the stuff that keeps people moving on. You know, it gives us hope, gives us stuff to, uh, you know, look forward to after bad times. Here's another one. It was the 11th no-hitter in franchise history. Skaggs also wore number 11 in high school. Dude, are you kidding like, me? Somebody just like are weird little oddities. Me, like dude? you can't, you can't tell me like there's not something. There's you can't not something make this shit up. up. You can't you, make it. You up. can't make this shit you up. You can't make it up. Everything, everything somehow related to him. So say, all right, you know this is. I'm not even gonna say it. Never mind. Do you want to hear another one? Do you want to hear another stat? Yes. They scored seven runs in the first inning. And their total score was thirteen nothing. They scored thirteen total runs in the entire game. Skag's birthday, seven thirteen, and that was the total on the scoreboard was seven thirteen. I'm I'm freaked out. Like at this point, I'm just freaked out. There's one more I think too. There's another stat I saw on Twitter. There was like four of them. You're meaning to tell me that there's no higher power right oh now? Oh my god! Here's here's one more. Here's one more. The last time there was a combined no hitter thrown in the state of California. No, this gets a little. This is a little stretch. But the last time there was a combined no hitter thrown in the state of California, so you got Oakland, L.A., yep. uh, L.A., uh, San Francisco, San Fran. Um, that's San Diego. San Diego. The last time there was a, a combined, yeah, a lot of teams, a lot of teams. The last time there was a combined no hitter thrown was July thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. The same day. Tyler Skaggs was born. Shut the Oh, my God, dude. Unbelievable. Up my spine, dude. Unbelievable, dude. Chills up my spine. Unbelievable. Up, first of all. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing statistical record there. Unbelievable. Just, I mean, just a monumental tribute to to the life of, you know, an amazing athlete. And, uh, you know, he lives on, man. He lives on forever because of that. Yeah. And, you know, his name will be mentioned. You know, I'm sure they'll, you know, put his initials on the jersey at some point. They already I mean, have 45 on the jersey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's in He's in for life. You know, even if he's not, you know, present on the planet, he is in for life. And so, I mean, beyond, you know, beyond Trout and the hometown rooting, you know, rooting for the Angels via the hometown connection, uh, I'm rooting for the Angels in the American League the whole way. So, another big sports topics this week that we've seen. The PGA has shown up with a huge highlight with an albatross out of Lucas Glover. Steve's 255-yard albatross. That's An albatross is three under on a hole, correct? 
Correct. Right. So it's a par five. You shoot a two. Yes, he shot a two on a par five. I think that's. I mean, that's harder than a hole in one. It is absolutely. Wait, can I preface this whole conversation with I hate golf? Can I start <laughs> with I just I hate golf? No, you I mean, don't. These guys, these guys, these men and women make it look so easy on TV every week, no matter yeah. where they're playing. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it so harder for there are us amateur golfers on the yeah. weekend, just grinding it out and just shanking balls left and right. I mean, you've heard my tales on the podcast oh recently my God, of just. Yeah. Dinging cars and and ob steaks left and right. Food trucks, grills. Stop, stop with it. Stop. <laughs> Too much evidence. Out Triggering there right you. <laughs> but I mean, I hate golf, but it's amazing. It's it's truly an amazing sport where it's basically the individual on display the entire time. And for a two fifty five, from a person you know, Lovejoy is not like he's not Glover. Sorry. Glover. Love Joy. Yeah. Foot Joy. <laughs> Luke's Glover, who's, you know, not a notable player, like. Clearly, because you didn't know his name. <laughs> not that notable player. Uh, to hit, like I said, a harder shot than a whole one. It's just. Yeah. Absurd. And let's 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 uh, also add to this that it was a 255-yard shot from the fairway with an iron. I like to think that I can hit a drive pretty far. I can I can barely reach, you know, I'm I'm probably right around 250 with a driver. I think all of us are. Yeah, yeah we're probably right around max. 250. Yeah, max with a max. driver. Like and that's if it even goes straight. Right. So, this guy hit a 2 on a par 5. So, for those of you who are not that familiar with golf, a par 5 means you take it takes 5 shots that to, it, get it to get it in the cup. That's what it should take, and that's what the, that's how scoring is based. So this guy knocks one in from 255 with an iron. Deaver and I were talking, probably was a one or a two iron. I mean, God, at this point, it could have been a four. I, who knows what he hit? I mean, like, under under anything under sorry anything in like the 170 to 200 range. Like if I pull on an iron, it, it's a layup. It's a layup. Like I'm yeah. I'm laying up for the next shot, or I'm pulling in a hybrid and totally. Totally missing the green. Like, Very, ah, yeah, beyond this. Absolutely, that thing is going. Who knows where? Yeah. So for him to go two fifty five into the hole, I mean, it's phenomenal. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's it's almost a loss for words if you watch it live on TV. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine watching that thing live. Um, the people announcing it were like an albatross. Like we haven't seen one of those in you know who knows how long. They said, but it was absolutely incredible to see. Um, congratulations to Lucas Glover on an albatross and joining that. Lovejoy. Lucas Lovejoy. Yeah, Lucas Lovejoy. Lucas Glover. Lucas Lovejoy, the hockey player? Ben. Ben Lovejoy. Penguins. Penguins. Yeah. Penguins oh, player. God. Yeah. We're talking about the Penguins right yeah, now, he's dude. Probably done now. We've stooped that low on the pod to talk about the Penguins. Nah, man. We're, uh, we're, we're building up here on the pod. Uh, big, the, one of the biggest stories of the week. Um, An alert that came at 2 a.m. Yeah, kind of similar to the, uh, the whole Kawhi Leonard signing. Russell Westbrook traded Dude. to the Houston Rockets. Dude. And Russell Westbrook and James Harden are back together again. Back together again. The Oklahoma City Thunder had the team. They had the team. They had this it. Was the, this was the team. This was the total. I mean, the Durant, Harden, Westbrook team was, I mean, in, in 2019, the 2019-20 season coming up, that team would be... I'm lost for words. To it would think be a of loss what for words of what that, te- what that team would be, right? Like back in the day, like 2020 hindsight. I mean, that team was they never really amount to anything. With a couple, you know, a loss in the NBA Finals to mm-hmm. LeBron and and meeting the Warriors a couple times. That team would be unstoppable right now. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Absolutely. Unstoppable. And now they join again, Westbrook and Harden in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, and Harden finally has another piece. I mean. Who knows how him and Westbrook will get along together again. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Harden doesn't have to put up 60 points a night again. No, he doesn't. He can finally, in his triple doubles, when he, because I'm pretty sure both of these guys average triple doubles, correct? Yes. They're going to average triple doubles with each other now. Can you imagine this, dude? If both of them are averaging the Western that? Conference, and I think this is all great news for our Sixers. Like I think the Western Conference is going to cannibalize itself. It's going to cannibalize itself. Running through it quickly in my non-NBA knowledge, but mm-hmm. Golden State. Mm, I wouldn't consider them anymore. Oh, come on. Come on. There's eight teams that make a lot. Right. Golden State, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets. The Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. The Sacramento Kings. Mm. Up and coming. I feel like we're missing somebody. But regardless, those four or five right there are going to eat themselves alive. 
Are we missing? Are we missing a team there? Someone told me the other day that the Pelicans were a Western Conference team. No, I think you, you and I talked about them on the We did. We talked about it on the East. You told me they were East. Uh, a listener, Ian Thomas, in the golf course the other day, we had a match against him. He told me that they were Western Conference. So, and I, and I never looked it up to confirm. They've got to be Eastern Conference. They're East of the Mississippi, I'm pretty sure. They are. They're Louisiana. They're very close. They're I mean, right on the well, Mississippi runs through Louisiana, if I took World Geo correctly. But it's, it's... It's close. It's yeah. close. Anyway, the Western Conference, I feel like it's going to cannibalize itself at this point uh-huh. with all of these teams with duos of stars. Uh, I think the Sixers are kind of in the clear. They're kind of in the clear in this one. I mean, this this year coming up with with pretty much just the Bucks to worry about. Now that Kawhi no. is out of Toronto. Nope. The Bucks. You're forgetting about a team. Brooklyn. No. No. KD's out. KD's out all year. Kyrie Irving. So, if so you're about. saying just this year the Sixers are going to be okay? Yes. Because next year, I think they're going to be in trouble. You said KD's never going to be back. Yeah, he's never going to be back He's going to give was. up a fight. He's going to put up a fight, though. I mean, KD's KD. I know I said what I said. I stick to it. But, I mean, let's be real. He's compared to LeBron James, and I think that a guy like that would be able to somewhat still be able to perform. But I don't think they're going to win anything. I don't know. I going think, back to this OKC uh, Houston Rockets trade, and also Paul George going to the Clippers, Oklahoma City now has in the next like six years, Oklahoma City has like twelve first round picks. That's pretty scary. I saw I saw a Twitter graphic recently of just like just a listing of first round picks through twenty twenty six or something crazy. They'll have two to three a year here on out. For how long? Till we're thirty. Nah. I'm serious. Dude. I'm serious. They'll have like, yeah, they'll have two to three first round picks until we're 30. So, uh, once again, another Western Conference team will eventually be... Eventually, eventually. Hopefully, I mean, for them, I guess they're hoping on hitting on one of those, you know, once in a generational talents. Um, well, they have a pretty damn good shot at doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that obviously, way. Obviously, I mean, they're they're in, you know, rebuilding right now for sure with trading all these stars away. Um, so say so say for the next you know seven eight years till we're thirty, they have seven chances plus because I mean every year they're gonna have multiple first round picks they're gonna have multiple chances at finding that generational talent yeah because they'll have the they'll years. have their pick which is probably gonna be a low pick because they're gonna be so bad with Chris yeah. Paul and then they'll have you know that that late first round pick with the ones they traded from Houston the ones they traded from um, from the Clippers who should do well um, so yeah I mean. I don't know who's the true winner here. It's probably the Rockets for now, right? It's probably the Rockets for now. I mean, I don't have, you know, future vision. I can't see what they're going to do here in the draft coming up um, in several years, but they're they're not hurting. I honestly believe that the Lakers have made out the best in this whole deal. Any team that can get a superstar with LeBron is dangerous. Any team. So we talked a little bit about LeBron's jersey number change. Did you see what just came out today? It just came out today that the, that Nike said that uh, due to financial reasons, they're not going to allow LeBron to swap numbers with Anthony Davis this year. So what does that mean? Is he upset about so, it? I, I don't know. I haven't seen LeBron's response yet, but LeBron will, will wear 23 again as a Laker, and Anthony Davis will wear X... Is that what he said? Three. Is He's going to wear three? three. Yeah. With D-Wade, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess what came of it was like that all these small, um, smaller, you know, like Jersey purchasers, excuse me, like local retail shops or online shops or whatnot, all overstocked, obviously, LeBron James 23 jerseys. And they wouldn't be able to purchase LeBron's six jerseys as well as sell all of their clearance LeBron 23 jerseys. So they were kind of just like they're almost. They almost had the power over Nike collectively in this, you know, in this instance because it would have just shook the sports merchandise marketplace so much with one player changing his number right. that they couldn't do it. That's that they couldn't crazy. Do it. So there's probably so much behind the scenes going on right now between Nike and their purchase and their buyers, uh, you know, their their B two B buyers who don't sell to the consumer. Um, that we don't know about, but so much so that they're stopping this jersey number swap, which is usually a normal thing. And that's just the type of star LeBron is that they won't be able to make the swap. So I have a question regarding the, um, you know, the distributors of these jerseys. I bet you, 
you know, they probably got a lot of kickback from, you know, small sellers, obviously, because, you know, they have less money. But my guess is that it's like Dick's, Models, Fanatics. Fanatics. It's those companies that have more say. Yeah. That probably oh, yeah, went yeah, to yeah, Nike yeah. and were like, yo, you can't do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, it would take it would take a lot for these like little, you know, right. local or, or right. whatever shops that like bought these LeBron yeah. jerseys. It's more of like those national resellers who stocked up heavy on Bron 23 jerseys to, to say like, we're going to lose our shirt if LeBron changes his number and we won't be able to buy any LeBron 6 jerseys. Like we won't be able to, to right. buy them or resell them. Right. So that kind of... This proves our argument on last podcast of that Nike was behind the whole switch. Wow. It does. It really I does. I never thought of that I either. I just thought of it now. Yeah. I oh think my it just goodness. proves our whole like Nike conspiracy that they like, you know, wanted to sell more jerseys. Maybe it maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't disprove it because Nike could have still wanted to do it and then got the backlash. Ah, uh, so you're saying like Nike wanted it and did our theory and then got the backlash and that's correct. Okay, correct. all right. But there's there is a there is a point of like maybe you know maybe they got shut up and I like it. I mean, I think we stick to our guns, man. You stick to your guns, bro. You got to do it. So either way, NBA is going to be wild next year. We all know that summer league. Did summer league end tonight? I uh, don't know. Sixers won. Oh, that's good. They won by five. One lost. They lost. They were. I saw they were up at one point. The ninth inning. I just got the alert. Oh, great! Typical. Um, so keep it in NBA right here. Who's coming out of the West and who's coming out of the East? What is the NBA final prediction for you guys this year? It's early. Way too early to tell. It's but July not thirteenth. But not really. It's not that really too early to tell. It's going to be a crazy year. I know that. It's not like college. I'm actually very. I think I'll watch the, the NBA more time, this I'm year. Watch, yes. yes, I will yeah. watch the NBA more this year than I have any Ever. year in my entire Ever. life. Yeah. Like I will watch basically any game that's on ESPN yep. or TNT on like a primetime weeknight. Mm-hmm. I will be watching. If, yes, if hockey's on, of course. Yeah. Um, so who's coming out of the West for you? We'll start with Deeves. Out of the West, in the NBA Finals. My take is that the gosh, <laughs> you're trying to like you literally have to compare the all these I mixes of players. I don't know. I think LeBron comes out. I think I think the Lakers come out of the West this year. I was gonna say that. That was my first pick. I how can you bet against that the was king? my first pick? How can you bet against the king? That was my first pick. Second pick is is got to be the. the I was going to say Houston. I still... You don't know gosh, how they're going to mesh? I think I they're the most unpredictable. I, I think the Rockets are most unpredictable. I don't know. How's Golden State going to fare? They're going to be a low... like. I think they're going to be there still. I think they're going to be there still. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Golden State was in the Western Conference Finals again. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, it all depends on they're the They're the only team with stability right now. They're yeah. the only team with stability. All these other... like. Who knows? Not toxic relationships, but like all these other how like relationships. Mesh? We have no idea how they're going to mesh. We have no clue. We have no clue how LeBron and AD are going to be together. We have no idea how Kawhi and um, Paul George Paul George are going to be together. And then Harden and Westbrook. I mean, we saw them when Harden was the three on that team. Westbrook is now coming in as the two on Harden's one. You know, Harden's the one on that team. <laughs> I don't think the Rockets have the depth, personally. Just from seeing what Harden had to carry right. in previous years. Okay. Uh, so for that, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lakers as well. Okay. I'm going to go Lakers as well. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty. It's murky waters in the West. It's, it's so murky. I'm going to go Lakers as well, just because I'm such a big LeBron LeBron fan. Me too. And now with AD on a team that he wants to thrive behind, like. I don't really know what they have, you know, behind that, but I, I just, I go Lakers if not Clippers. Let's just say a Los Angeles team makes the makes the finals in the West. Okay. And then in the East, um, it's Sixers or the Bucks. So we got L.A. or the Sixers or the Bucks. Those are those are my those are my. Favorites. All right. So you're picking four. And that's, and that's what I've done on like all my future bets. Like NHL four teams. this year, I've done four teams. So those are my four teams. I think L.A., L.A., Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Those are my four teams. All right, my four teams um, coming out of the NBA for the finals here. I got Sixers, Bucks, and then I got Lakers, Rockets. Jimbo, what do you think? Uh, 
so tough. Dude, it's, I, it's, like, it's such a head in hand, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like your picks from the East. I think the Sixers will definitely be up there. Um, definitely not Boston. No. No, Boston. Definitely not the Heat. Boston's in the shitter. Bucks. I mean, Sixers, Bucks. Yeah. Who else is there in the East? New Orleans. New Orleans, which is a team that I think is going to cruise under the radar, but I don't. Like, it could be a dark horse. Like you guys mentioned in previous podcasts, they're just lack of experience. Yeah. So. Um, I will also pick the Sixers and the Bucks. Western. The East. And then the West. I'm gonna go Lakers and Golden State. So you're sticking, you're sticking with, uh, you know, the Patriots of the NBA. You're sticking Unfortunately. with. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll see. Definitely an LA team, like you were said. I think uh, one team from LA will be representing the uh, the West, and then I hope it's the Sixers. Yeah. Likewise. Or the Bucks, but likewise. We'll see. It's gonna be a very, very interesting NBA season NBA season yeah I'm actually pains me to say it kind of excited <laughs> <laughs> you guys are such NHL hated guys the NBA you are my so, oh my god you're such NHL guys it, it kills me because I'm oh, yeah. so I'm such the opposite <laughs> it's gonna be exciting oh yeah so we're gonna take it out of sports right now. Uh, big sports topic of the week is about over. Yeah. Um, but we had another crazy story uh, this week. It was a crazy video that came out, viral video of the U.S. Coast Guard um, boarding a semi-submarine off the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. and they seized over forty thousand pounds of cocaine <laughs> during this operation and a thousand pounds of marijuana. During this operation, they said that the estimated tree value of the drugs were worth $570 million. If you haven't seen the video, you have to check it out. Just just Google U.S. Coast Guard raid. It'll definitely pop right up off the coast of, I guess, California? I believe it was. Mexico, yep. yeah. These Coast Guard members were, were screaming in Spanish off this submarine, which wasn't like a total submarine. It was just below the it's surface. like homemade. Semi-submersible. You're correct. Like yep. Semi-submersible vehicle. Um, kind of like a boat where you saw like just a hatch on the top. Yep. Like a submarine that couldn't go super deep. That's an instant red flag. Like, what <laughs> yeah. is that thing going to be doing in the ocean? The Coast Guard is Correct. not going to go up yeah. and be like, oh, what's going on here? Correct. Like, it's, well, it's, it's, only, it's only moving drugs. Like, That's s- stick it in a cargo. Correct. So like, any shit. helicopter. Like, so apparently, I think it was, a, it was a Coast Guard helicopter Idiots. or some other like military helicopter was flying above doing like searches, and they yeah. saw this questionable vehicle driving <laughs> down the road, which... Obviously, I mean, like any other car on the road, like you probably pointed out, like, yeah, yeah it looks a little sketchy. Yeah. And uh, Coast Guard rated it. I mean, it was like a tactical, you know, a tactical, uh, you know, Coast Guard um, ship member. No, he Did jumped it? on board. Yeah, the guy jumped on oh, board, opened the hatch. Ass. I mean, just guns blaze. And <laughs> apparently, they, they, you know, they arrested five guys that were inside the ship, and uh, $570 million of, of drug paraphernalia was uh, seized. In the operations so, yeah uh, it's crazy man so i got two things on this one it was literally a call of duty cutout scene i don't know if, i don't know if you, you mean when you see the video you're true. like you're literally watching a call true. of duty black ops you know scene so um shout out to free parking esports and funkadella and then number two we got the fact that i've i read up on it the semi-submersible the bottom half of this semi-submersible was the bottom of a sailboat that they put a cover on <laughs> And then they threw an engine on the back so it could move. So it's literally a it's it was the most homemade vehicle. And I dude, I just picture Coast Guard flying over in a helicopter like, we're gonna board that and bust them like in ten minutes. Give us twenty minutes. The the f- is there. That? Yeah, he yeah. knew there was contraband inside that. Yeah, vehicle. and like you gotta imagine the Coast Guard probably has like thermal vision because they gotta be able to spot things in the ocean, which is probably impossible. So they got thermal vision, they're looking down, they see this big long sailboat looking thing halfway in the water. They're like well, there's drugs in there because it's coming north from Mexico. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the branches of the military we talk the least about. But for them to make, I mean, make this like protect our our waters, our borders, basically, our our borders yeah. on the east and west coast yep. and, and the Gulf of Mexico, like to protect these areas and and you know 
illegal shit that's coming in our country. <laughs> like, I mean, this this video is epic. You got to check it out. And uh, hats off to uh, our men and women in uh, in the in the military. In, in red, in, men and women is in it red, is orange. It orange, it's orange, scarlet, mm, orange, orange, blue, it's orange, orange or white. Either way, yeah. Check out the video. Yeah. It's pretty sick. We'll probably throw it up on uh, FPP Nomads. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely we'll, throw it up. We'll, we'll get Piper on that. Yeah. And uh, if you don't like America, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, everybody, uh, we are officially into the Sid segment, the shit you don't say. I've been on my toes for pretty much all day waiting to hear from Deaver about what this Sid's is because I told him not to tell me. I wanted to hear it on the pod so I get it. You know live reaction here so something to do with ice cream Fill me i can't in tell you how frustrated i was in clearwater florida this past absolutely week absolutely ass not absolutely shit you don't say coming from south jersey philadelphia region i was so beyond frustrated at my ice cream incident. tell me already I was so fr- <laughs> i'm so i'm still frustrated i'm like visibly mad right now <laughs> so uh post dinner obviously ice cream go out for dinner get some ice cream afterwards Went to one shop, uh, no soft serve, whack, yeah. right? Uh, not eating hard ice cream, not eating hard, no, no, not when I, I just don't like it. Okay. I, I, I like my classic twist. All so right. I go to the next shop down the road and I go for my classic twist. A um, little bit of line, not too bad. Go uh, get up and I uh, ask the, you know, the person, the attendant ice cream server, uh, hi, can I get a, uh, a twist with chocolate jimmies? And All right, well, first off, that's where you went wrong. Anyway, continue. Stop, stop. Dude, let's twist dude. with chocolate jimmies no. is a classic. No. It is my order every single no. time. A medium twist with chocolate jimmies is my order every time, no matter where I go. Are, are you held up about the jimmies and sprinkles or his pick? I'm held up on everything about what you just said. What do you like? I'm like, irritable right Reese's, now. I am fucking irritable. Road, no, no. Chum bucket this is bullshit. The best mix to ever touch this earth. Is an orange vanilla twist with rainbow sprinkles. First, you went chocolate vanilla twist with Jimmy's. Who the f calls them Jimmy's? Me? Everybody. <laughs> dude, everybody. Dude, that's bullshit. I'm no, dude. Everybody. No. Everybody listening to this podcast should call them Jimmy's. No, they're sprinkles. If you're from South Jersey, you should call them Jimmy's. They, are, you know what? They're chocolate Jimmy's and vanilla sprinkles. Let me tell my story, and then we can get into All it. All right. Okay. If we can't get into it verbally, we'll get into it physically. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on to my story. Um. Hi, can I get a chocolate? Uh, sorry, can I get a twist with chocolate jimmies? The attendant goes, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry, a, a chocolate and vanilla swirl with chocolate jimmies." She goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're we're out of chocolate." Red flag number one. Okay. Oh. Uh. Oh. Okay. Uh. I'll go with uh vanilla, mm-hmm. mini medium vanilla with chocolate jimmies. She goes, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> Did I stutter? Um, chocolate jimmies. I get a tap on the shoulder from uh, from Jess. She's like uh, sprinkles. They say sprinkles down here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Manila twist with chocolate sprinkles. Okay. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, I'm sorry. We're out of chocolate sprinkles. What? Okay. You call yourself an ice cream parlor. You're out of chocolate and chocolate sprinkles slash jimmies. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll take a vanilla then with rainbow sprinkles. Okay. Perfect. She goes over to us to make my ice cream. We get up to the counter to check out, and uh, she hands me the ice cream in a cup. In a cup. She didn't even ask. She didn't ask. If you don't ask, you should assume that it's a cone. No, dude. Yes. Yes. Dude, yes. I'm so pissed yes. off right now, dude. You, you get a cup every time. No. Dude, you get a no. cup every time. You get a cup, get a cup every time, dude. No, you get the cone on top. I don't know what we're yelling about. Loud noises! Cole, you got the cone on the shop top, right, dude? Oh, ben and Jerry. Yeah, don't yeah. get briars from ShopRite if you want hard <laughs> ice cream or ice cream without a cone. Are you fucking I'm so me? glad I didn't hear the story earlier. I'm so pissed off. I was so dude. pissed off in Florida. Look at the... Look at the... I'm so... <laughs> the levels are just off I'm, the charts. I'm sorry for screaming, but I am so frustrated. They are chocolate jimmies and rainbow sprinkles. If you don't know that, you're lost. Okay? No, I'm you're so fast. Chocolate jimmies. <laughs> If you're from anywhere Trenton South and Atlantic City, west of Philadelphia, there's East, east of Philadelphia. Atlantic City West. Oh, 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 okay. They're, okay. They're, 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 they're jimmies. They're chocolate jimmies. Dude. Okay. Rainbow sprinkles. Rainbow sprinkles. Yep. That no. is a fact. It is not pork roll Taylor ham. It is not a sub and a hoagie. It is a conversation that is 
completely factual, like why the sky is blue and why the sun is hot. I swear to God, if you don't believe that, I will, I, I will get into a... I will kill you, dude. I'm so angry. I'm dude, so angry. You couldn't be more wrong. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's 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 always sprinkles, and it's an orange vanilla swirl, and it always is in a cup. They didn't you have know, chocolate, alone orange. Yeah, dude. I was going to say. How would they have orange if they didn't have chocolate? They were going to serve me hard ice cream, like black cherry hard ice cream. Oh. That's what a grandma eats. Oh. Freaking mint fudge swirl. I don't want that. I can buy that at ShopRite. I don't need that. If I go out for ice cream, I'm getting soft Salsa serve. I, in a cone. In a cone. No. In a cone. No. Not a cup. I can put hard ice cream in a bowl whenever I want. I, oh! <laughs> whenever I want. And I was down in Florida, and I got this vanilla soft serve with rainbow sprinkles in and a, a cup, and it was the worst ice cream I've ever had. It was the most watery non-creamy it, it, it wasn't even the heat of florida it literally melted before i even got it it tasted like ice Shit. It, it wasn't sweet or creamy in general i'm not toting our hometown ice cream establishments that high but like pick any of them pick any of them any of them okay and they top this thing like by miles by miles it was so g-damn bad that I didn't even finish it. And wow. for me, wow. not to finish my wow. ice cream, that, wow. that is a problem. Here's another, pro- here's another question I have for you, um, which could be a problem. How much did it cost you for a uh, cup, of, cup of ice cream? Two ice cream's only eight bucks. All right, so you dropped just shy of 10 bucks for bad ice cream? I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be pissed, dude. <sighs> to have a good ice cream, to have a chocolate twist... Sorry, to have a twist with chocolate jimmies in a cone, like it should be, I would pay $20 for my Holy ice cream. Shit. I'd pay $20. If I was going out and I knew I was getting the best quality ice cream with the best quality jimmies, as God intended, I'd pay $20. I'd pay $20. And I paid four fifty for my ice cream that was god-awful. God-awful with rainbow sprinkles on a vanilla... Not a twist, vanilla regular vanilla in a cup. Bottle. Why didn't she ask? Why didn't she ask Cup or Cone? If she had so much doubt, why didn't she ask Cup or Cone? It was be. I mean, there's so many. There's three wrong things about it: the twist, the the topping, and the and the apparatus that the ice cream was transferred in. And I'm so pissed off about this that I'll never buy ice cream in Florida again. I I would honestly be thrilled to get vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles in a cup. Like, yeah, because you're a freaking weirdo, dude. That sounds so good to me right now. If only they had that orange twist. You'd man. spit that out. You'd spit it out. They didn't have chocolate, let alone orange. Yeah, bro. an orange twist is very rare to find. I feel it's usually just no. the vanilla yeah. chocolate. Where if yeah. you get that vanilla and orange twist, like, whew, that's a good spot. You're gonna go with it, right? You yeah, like that orange cream school, right? So I'll go with it. But it is very rare. It is rare. But yeah, that that just sucks. She don't say. Big thumbs down. I she honestly. Say, Dude, I, I I don't I wouldn't put this in the Sid segment. If this if this was my story, I wouldn't have even really told you because to me it was so normal. This the is door. almost the door. <laughs> Dude, this is shut that door. Offense. Shut I mean, that door. I want to like pursue legal action against this ice cream company. Like I'm so fired up. <laughs> Dick. You wouldn't put it in the Sid segment. I put it in in Supreme Court. I mean this is. <laughs> it's. Dude, I can't believe this. I can't. I, I am so glad you didn't tell me story. I would have been like, dude, that's not a sit. It's I was like, that that I'm is so, so normal. Oh my god, dude. Florida, get your shit together. <laughs> Twist, chocolate jimmies, in a cone. When I say medium, I don't mean in a cup. Medium in a cone. All right. I, I mean, I respect your opinion. I think you're a serial killer god, for it. That's right. the, a serial killer. That's the most. No pun intended. Vanilla thing I've ever said. <laughs> Dude. That is just normal. It's the most outrageous thing. That is American. Thing. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life. <sighs> no one calls them Jimmy's, dude. They're sprinkles through and through. Oh my god, we're putting a poll on the Twitter handle. I'm sorry, my hands are in my face. I'm just so visibly angry. We're putting a, to- a poll on Twitter. Um, Jimmy's or sprinkles when it comes to chocolate. Uh, dude, I bet Let you me know. lighten the mood here. Let's do the beer review. All Let's right, beer review beer. time. Beer review time. <sighs> I need a beer after that segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So we're here for the beer review. We got Pacifico 
Clara by, uh, I believe the brewer is uh, Cerveza, Curveza. I'm not sure. Well, that's just beer. Oh. Cerveza is a kind of beer? Mexican yeah, beer. Yeah, Cerveza is. Oh, it's Mexican, Mexican for beer? Oh, well, I, I took Italian, so. Brewed in Mexico, obviously. Yeah, gotcha. So we got a amber bottle with a yellow cap, and we have a yellow tag on the bottle as well. Um, We're looking at a... Doesn't say. 12 fluid ounce imported beer, brewed in Mexico, looking for the ABV, looking for the ABV. It's got to be like 4.2. Dude, how does it not have the ABV on here? Is it ingrained in the bottle or something? Oh, you know what? I saw five cents. That's what you can get for this bottle in uh, California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, New, New York, York, or Vermont. Vermont. Or ten cents in California. No, ten cents in Michigan or Oregon. Anyway, uh, brewed and bottled by Cervecia de Coelia Nava, Mexico, and it's imported in Chicago. Let me get that bottle opener. So anyway, Pacifico, uh, I've had this on the on the on the left coast before. First time here on the the east coast. Um, I think this is a pretty standard beer on the left coast. This is your like. It's very. It's not your. It's not your mass produced domestic. Whereas like you know Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light. I think it's more of like the Yingling of the west coast. Okay. That's at least my interpretation of it. I'm going to add another piece to this beer uh, segment from now on. I'm always going to do this. I'm going to add a, a smell test. I because, was thinking that. Yeah, because I opened the bottle and I got a whiff. Okay. And let me just... I, all right, so obviously this is the first beer I'm ever sniffing, so I, I don't have anything related to. So um, to me, it's just... It smells a little off. I mean, not like a typical beer that I've ever... Like I guess smell though. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, let's go to the taste. Yeah, test. let's go to the taste test. Cheers. cheers, boys. One more. Oh dear God, that's easy. Oh my God, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not sharp. It's not. It's not an IPA. Like it's just, It's a it's an easy beer. Yeah, that is such an easy beer. I think my yingling of the of the left coast is very is is very accurate. It's it tastes like a yingling. Just yingling, I think a little even more heavy. Yeah, like yeah. this is lighter than a yingling. Yeah. But I it's see what you're saying. Yeah, you it's think it's you think it's a hold on one second. I have a yingling in the fridge actually. I want to bring it out just. To yeah, blind yeah. taste definitely. Test. Definitely grab that yingling. Easy. <sighs> That's that's something I could I would I could get at a bar. Okay, so is this bottle, bottle bigger? Yeah. Does it have a longer neck? It's they're, a longer they're neck. Both, no, they're both twelve fluid ounces. No, no, no. Well, like, yeah, the next level. I was looking at it. So boys, try that and pit. Yeah. Send that yeah, I'll send it down your way in a second. Hold on. All right, you'll definitely notice the difference. Okay. Yeah, you'll definitely notice the difference. It's um. But systematically. You can you can compare a Yingling to a Pacifica. Um, in terms of culture, yeah, yes, like a like Pacifica Pacifico to Mexico is Yingling to United States, like a little bitier Yingling. Yingling is definitely a little, a little bitier, bitier and heavier. Are they two different beers? Is this a lager? Do we know? Uh, yeah, I think it's also a lager. Okay, so they're both lagers. I don't know, man. They're pretty similar. They're pretty similar. similar. I see there's what you're difference. saying. I, I see mean, what you're back saying. to back, there's a difference. Yeah. Um, Pacifico's good. It's, it's, it's good. good. I think I think my comparison of a, a you know a Yingling to the West Coast is pretty mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'll give you that. Let me get a swig here. Yeah, one more swig and let's get into the numbers. This is such a beer bar or a uh, a bar beer to me. I I picture drinking this at a bar, like almost like a Bud Light. Have you ever seen it on tap? Never. No. Uh, in Jersey or the East Coast? TBH. I've only had it in a can or a bottle. You've never seen it on, on the left coast too. Yeah, I've only seen it. Mm. I mean, I've only had it in a can or a bottle. Mm. All right, so I'm gonna jump right into it. Um, I like. It's very. It's you can definitely tell it's an imported beer based on the bottle shape. It almost reminds me of a Corona a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
it's got a very long neck. You hold this up to a, an American domestic beer and it, the cans just, or the, I'm sorry, the bottles look totally different. So based on taste and based on, uh, you know, ease of use and where I think I'd be drinking this, I, I think this beer is a solid 7.4. Seven, seven, four. Seven, four for me. Yeah, I was thinking about a uh, six eight seven point oh for me. Uh, like you said, very very easy. Yeah, uh, that's a great word to describe it. Uh, I've always wanted to try it. Seen the commercials, caught my eye. Um, cool bottle, very cool label. Yeah, it's a different Clean. kind of bottle. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll go with a uh, seven seven flat. Okay. I don't. Love it. Really? I don't love it. I don't hate it. What don't you like about it? Was Name pretty... the ABV? Yeah. I don't know the ABV. Pretty bland? Meh? Yeah, pretty bland. Okay. Pretty meh to me. Like, where Yingling has like a little bit more of a bite to it, a little more uniqueness to it. Like, okay. this almost seems like a generic type beer. So you're going to call it like a Bud Light... Coors Light mm, kind of generic. Those, like, it's 4.5. Okay, that's pretty good. But like Bud Light and Coors Light still have, I feel like, more distinct taste. Maybe just because I haven't had this as much, but I'm going to say 6.4. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I can't, you know, I'm not going to write home about it. Uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. That's that's true. I, I agree with you in the sense that it's it's bland, not bland. It's it's generic taste yeah. to the point where I'll just pick up Bud Light. I'll yeah. just pick up a Coors Light because it's it's so similar to those in my opinion. Um, I think it's it's in between a Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, and a Yingling like that. If you can imagine that taste to me, in your mind, to when, me this can could literally sit, like be a private label beer of just like. What's what's like Target brand Market Pantry beer or like yeah Kirkland like the tavern Kirkland down the store and beer. they have their yeah. own like yeah the tavern down the store has like PBR rebranded as like yeah beer like really our bars beer like so yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I, I, like I think it just could be uh, I should have rated it less but I just think it's a normal like Duff beer probably tastes like this from Duff beer it's like Duff, like it's just beer okay I respect air it. quotes yeah beer I respect it. So, would you say that Yingling is considered uh, clear or dark? Dark. Dark. So this Clara on the bottle, it's it's a blonde, a blonde beer. Oh, definitely. So maybe that kind of. I don't know where I'm going with it, but I'm it tastes gonna... it tastes like it would be a oh, light well, beer, exactly, yeah. like a That's light colored. Uh-huh. You can kind of see it through the amber bottle. The amber bottle kind of throws you off a little bit, making you think it's a dark. Yeah. That's what I pictured this whole time. I was yeah. like, oh boy, like I'm about to taste a bitey ass beer here, yeah. but, but it's not uh, at all. It was Pacifico Brewery was bought by uh, Grupo Modelo. Uh, that's uh, uh should they own which was later bought by Corona? Anheuser-Busch yeah they own Belgium, everything Brazilian. they own everything oh yeah AB owns everything everything man. Golden Road they own like AB I mean, owns Goose Island Golden Road I mean like if you have a microbrewery unless it's like in your backyard Anheuser-Busch owns, owns you <laughs> yeah crazy I mean good for them though Americans right yeah actually St. Louis America. So a friend of mine that I worked with at the at the Philadelphia Eagles told me that Anheuser Busch is not actually an American company. He told me that they're owned in a company by Europe, and I don't know this to be fact. Once again, I was told something I never looked it up, and I just kind of took it and was like, "All right," because I don't believe you. But I I was told that you know Anheuser Busch is is owned by people who aren't from America. They brand themselves as an American beer. You know, we're from America, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I believe they say. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Not actually. It's uh it's one of those big beverage corporations, like international beverage corporations that he was telling me that actually owns Anheuser Busch. Pretty sure it's A B InBev. That might be it. But I, and I'm pretty sure they're not based in America. 
or something like that. Something stupid like that. He was like, it's not actually an American beer. And I was like, all right, well, it tastes like an American beer. There's so. nothing more American than Budweiser. Yeah. You had one last night at the Phillies game. Even if they're not like like the owners aren't from America. No, there's nothing more American than Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. And if, if it's if that's true, then they're the best marketers in the world. Absolutely. Because I full heartedly believe that that beer just screams rock flag and eagle. Yeah, and they don't they don't have the authority. Nobody else has the authority to rebrand their beer's name as America than Budweiser. Like they're the only ones that have done it. Like and, and nobody else wants to do it cuz you don't take that flag from Budweiser. Like you just don't do it. So So <clears throat> all in all, Pacifico IMO in my opinion, 6.6, 7.0, Nothing great to me. Generic beer, average beer, air quotes. Jim. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Average. Jim likes all beer, so seven hits. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a seven out of Jim is very. I think that's honestly a pretty good beer. Jim gives us a seven. This guy high. rated a, a fucking Yingling at like four or something. Jim likes all <laughs> beer, bro. Jim likes all beer. <laughs> nah, he does. He does. Um, all right. Well, let, let's cap off the beer review. Let's do it. Let's cap it off. So that wraps up uh, our episode here. Sorry for the delay of last week. I was traveling for business again. <sighs> Always work. The day yeah. job, man. Yeah. The day job. Yeah. You got the you got the uh, what do they call it? the superlative? Always in a meeting. Award. Always in a meeting. Award. Always in a meeting. Always in a meeting. So glad the group got to connect here, and uh, we'll uh, keep our regular scheduled programming here throughout the summer. Every Tuesday, come check out Free Parking Pod. Signing off, Steve here. Peace out. See you next week. Later. Young money, syrup in the big shot. Time to do the thing, that's word to your wristwatch. Shoot the clock till it burn to my wrist lock. Rams hella big, tie skinny like Chris Rock. Cream on the inside, clean on the outside.